Welcome to What She Said Podcast with your host, Shanae Hall. What's good, people? Welcome to another episode of What She Said. I'm your host, Shanae Hall. And this week, I'm going to take a break from our normal interviews and our regularly scheduled programming to kind of delve into a topic that I feel needs to be addressed from a female with experience in this arena. There's a gentleman by the name of Kevin Samuels that has a podcast that's got a lot of talk, if you will. And people were hitting me up and saying, Sinead, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? So I decided to go to his page and listen to some of his content. This is the very first interview that I saw on his page. Check it out. I'm just wondering what kind of options would be available to me. I'll give you a quick synopsis. Um, I'm 42 years old. Uh, last year I used to weigh 200 pounds. None. No, I'm not finished. None. Yeah, you not are. last year. Yeah, you are. Last year, this yeah. year I weighed 165. No, ma'am, I, I said you're finished. You're finished. I'm done? Yep. There's nothing left for me. Not realistically. Well, thank you. I'm not going to lie to you. Because I'm 42? For, see, it's the age and the weight. And then if you have any children. So my kids are... Okay, ma'am, um, I don't need to... I, okay, I'm going to be honest. It's the, And I don't want to be rude, sound like rude, but see, when you... I, over 40 and you're obese and you... Even if you're coming down... So... Needless to say, that little one minute of content has so much in it to unbag. Because of her age and because of her weight, she has no value as a person to a certain type of man. Now, I have a lot of very, very rich friends. I'm sure if you follow this podcast at all, you probably figured that out by now. What's disturbing is some men on my Instagram will say, well, it's absolutely right. Men don't want a woman that looks like this, like this, if you're a high wage earner, right? Let me help you out. I'm 41. I have three kids, ages 21, 19, and 17. At no point in time has that stopped the people that are attracted to me. My age has never affected who is trying to talk to me. My weight has never been an issue for somebody who's trying to talk to me. My children have never been an issue for somebody that's trying to talk to me. But when I tell you that's some bullshit to say that a woman that's over the age of 40 can't get a high wage earner, what the fuck is that? And who is believing this goofy shit? Like, for a woman to call up and say, please tell me what my options are. Your options are what you make them. Your options are what you believe they are. Period, point blank. No one can determine your worth but you. That's the problem that I'm having with this conversation. That's the problem that I have. Not the fact that someone picked up the phone and called this man and asked him his opinion. He gave them his opinion. The problem that I have is when did women and men start needing another person to validate what you can get? I'm telling you from experience. The last person that I dated that made six figures, I was a freshman in college. And that person ended up becoming my husband. Since then, the only people that I've dated have been millionaires. And it's not because I stand up and say, I am only going to date millionaires. 
No, a man sees you or a woman sees you and what you present to the world and what he thinks your expectations are. And he tries to summarize who he thinks that you are, your expectations are. And a man will stand back and look at you and say, hmm, I could afford that. I could, I could take her and upgrade her. Like, or he'll look at you and say, hmm, I can maintain that lifestyle she got. No problem. Or he'll look at you and say, I can't, I can't do nothing with that. I'm need to hit the lotto and come back. And I've had all of that spectrum of conversation in my day DM box or on my IG page. So you could go read the comments for yourself. There's been plenty of I need to hit the lottery. Not because I've ever said I only date millionaires. Who talks like that? It's the perception, it's the flights. It's the location, it's the travel, it's the back, it's the image, it's who you are. And there is no man on the planet that can determine my word or your word. Let me help you out, ladies. As long as you are a woman and you understand your value and you understand your power and you understand who you are, ain't a man on the planet strong enough to take that from you because you are the giver of life. You are a powerful being spiritually, but you have to know that my energy, regardless of my age, regardless of my weight, regardless of my kid's age, my energy gives off a vibe that says, this is who she is. She is a phenomenal woman in every sense of the word, the way she carries herself, the way her hips move, the way her body swings, the way her hands move, her energy, her, her confidence, the way she sits there says she ain't dating nobody average. So if you're looking and you're questioning what you can get, you have to look at the person in the mirror. You have to look at the person that is you. You set the Kelly Blue Book for yourself. You have to look at it and say, okay, and you can do one of two ways. You can look at it and say, oh my God, I'm 42. I've lost 25 pounds. Oh my God, I have three kids. Nobody's going to want me under this circumstances. What can I get? <laughs> Whatever you just thought that you can get. Or you could be intentional about it. I'm 40. I'm beautiful. I'm funny. I'm smart. I'm articulate. I'm a nurturer. I can cook. I, I am self-sufficient. But I'm willing to build. I'm willing to grow. I have these things going for me. And these are my weaknesses. And I need somebody to fit into this spot and make me better. Help me grow. Become that person that is my, that is my person. Do you understand? So when you're turning on your radio, your podcast of choice, your, your YouTube channel, your regular channel, your whatever it is that your source of information is. Make sure you're tuning in something, tuning into something that validates and explains that you are the determining factor for who is in your life, not a man on the other end who has never met you. But I've rambled on for too long. I'm going to bring in my co-host, my mama, Rhonda Frost via Zoom because I know for a fact as her daughter that she has personal experiences in that space being over the age of 40 dating men that make well into the six figures into the seven figures and her kids we ain't never been an issue ain't nobody said oh my god I'm not gonna date you because you have children never happened she grown they gonna know she got kids 
Am I missing something, Mama? Go on ahead and chime in. I watched the clip too, just so that I could see what all the hype was about. And um, honestly, I was stunned uh, because he's pretty brazen with it. On that one particular call, I don't even know if he was able to see the woman. Um, from what I could tell, he was just based on just her conversation. He decided immediately that she had no value to anybody. It, I, you can't believe the hype. You, you can't. And if you're if you're that type of person that needs to call in and ask a guy like that, are, are you valuable or, or or are you worthy of dating someone because you're 40 and you you were once overweight? Or even if you are overweight, when you look around the world, there are overweight people in relationships and married. There are 40 year olds in relationships and married and, and beyond. So really, it's just it's, it's stupid. Well, his thing is not marriage just in general. His thing is marrying a high wage earner. You're not a man that makes six figures. That's what he's talking about. And my point is for a woman to pick up the phone and say, what can I get? That's the part that's bothering me. Why do you need somebody else to confirm what you can get? You determine what you can get. Right. You determine who what your worth is. You determine when a man steps to you, if that's somebody you're going to deal with or somebody that you're not. Your energy determines what you attract. Your surroundings determine what you attract. Where are you at? Are you at the Kentucky Derby? Or are you at the Waffle House? Those are the men that you're going to attract because those are the people in your surroundings. Obviously, depending on where you're at, if you're in an area where a lot of high, high income earners are, you're more prone to meet one and have a conversation. And if you can have a conversation and you can articulate your thoughts and you can, you know, make somebody laugh or, you know, somehow captivate their attention, you're probably going to end up dating that person just because of proximity and interest. It's not always the flyest, finest, whatever girl in the room. And I know it's not that girl. Yeah. No, you and I both know people who are married right now to this day who men who who make well over six figures who are married uh, and seem to be pretty happily married to women who, well, like you just said, who we would have thought that maybe we would have thought that same way. Like, wow, you would think that a man of that wealth or stature in life would would have wanted some sort of trophy wife, but he chose someone of substance. Um, who was attractive enough to him and uh, and it worked. So it's superficial to think that when you get a certain age or if you are a certain size that you can't find someone who is uh, who makes over six figures or whatever the dollar amount is and who will still desire you. It's insane because we have examples all around us where it's just not the case. Let's move on to this next clip. The eight. You give yourself an eight. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, who else would you rank in the eight category as far as, like, famous people? Musicians, movie stars, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, uh, an eight as a famous person? Mm-hmm. Like, in, like, a ratio, like, not no, no, like Beyonce is an eight. No, Beyonce is not an eight. Who's the image consultant in real life? Okay, so you think Beyonce is an eight? I think Beyonce is a ten. No, she's not. 
Beyonce is an eight. Kelly Rowland would be a nine. And Rihanna, even with her big forehead, would be a ten. Okay. So by giving yourself an eight, you put yourself in the category where Beyonce is. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not an eight. Are you in the category with Beyonce? I mean, no. This is one of the major issues. You ladies don't know how to rank yourself. So when somebody like myself comes along with some truth, most people in my profession would give Beyonce an eight. And many black women would give her a 10 because you want to guys want to give yourself higher numbers. So are you in her category or not in her category? No, I'm not. I'm not Beyonce. Okay. I mean, we're talking about just from the face. Oh, okay. Okay. Then what? Then what would you give yourself if you know understand Beyonce as an eight? Okay, baby, I'm like a six. All right. Let me, Mom. Take a deep breath. Hold on. Just, let me just pause on this one part for a minute. Just replay this one part for me. I mean, we're talking about just from the face. Oh, okay. Okay, then what then what would you give yourself if you know understand Beyonce as an eight? Okay, baby, I'm like a six. He says to this girl, You can't be a seven. You have to be a six or an eight. Six or an eight. Okay? So she says, I'm an eight. He says, No, you're not. No, he says, Beyonce is an eight. Kelly Rowland is a nine. Beyonce, who she is, what level she is. Okay, forget it. Let's roll with it for conversation's sake. And Rihanna is a 10. Cool. Got it. Got it. What do those three women have to do with this woman on the line? Not a goddamn thing. And let me tell you why. That's the problem with women. We tend to want to fight and argue amongst ourselves. Oh my God, her hair is this. Her skin is this. Her booty is this. Her boobs are this. None of what I have has anything to do with what you have. None of what you have has anything to do with me. Your light is your light. My light is my light. My light can't dim your light. You can dim your light. This man just told her to drop her number down because she can't be a seven. You get to be a six or eight. It's crazy. It's cr No. First of all, he said Beyonce's an eight. Let's talk. Do we even need to talk about that? Do we even need to talk about that? Can we call Jay-Z, please? Does anyone have Jay-Z's number? Um, I mean, are you serious? Like, Beyonce is like the woman, I mean, the body, the talent, the beauty, the, of Milly. course, the life. But she has, man, stop. That, that alone should have showed his level of ignorance. It's like, really, Beyonce's an eight? That's why I go back to saying, though, I think he's just doing it for the shock value because he knows saying having talking points like that will give him views because it's it's ignorant and people like ratchet, ignorant shit. And so uh, that's what's that's what's propelling him to where he's at, because a, a lot of especially people in our community, um, they like to be entertained with that kind of nonsense. And, I, I you know, I again, I don't know if these people who are calling him asking for his perception or his uh 
evaluation of their life. I don't know if they're genuine people or if they're actors, people that he's paid to call in to, to give his show some shock value, but um, it's asinine and uh, it's bizarre because first of all, what person on, on earth gets to judge you and tell you what your worth is and how you rank in a system and who, who developed that system? He did? Yeah, we or said, he did? He said I mean, in his industry though. He said people in my industry would all agree that Beyonce is an eight. Kelly Rowland is a nine and Rihanna with her big forehead is a 10. So, and then he goes back to her and says, now tell me what you are. If for the fact that what's most hurtful to me, again, is not the fact that he gave his opinion. She called to get his opinion and she got it. What's hurtful to me is she actually lowered her self-worth she lowered her number to accommodate his standard yeah that's hurtful and that's what disturbed me because if he had said Sinead what are you I just said a 10 well Rihanna's a 10 I didn't I I don't give a fuck what you think Rihanna is you asked me what I am I am a 10 so you can tell me what you think everybody else is but you can't tell me what I am and you can't give me name you can't name drop and make me reduce my value to accommodate your opinion of beauty. And I think that's where many, many women go wrong at. We are so consumed with what men think we are, what men think we should be, how men think we should carry ourselves, but they're not women. We have the power. We are the giver of life. We can carry a baby full term and bring it to, to, to full life as a human being when it exits your body. We have that control and we're giving it to men who don't know what the fuck to do with it. And so they're tearing it up and tearing us down in the process. And they're talking about, we look at all these men that are now feminine. Well, you gave them your feminine power and let them have dominion over you when you have dominion. You you are responsible for your thoughts. You are responsible for your energy. You are responsible for your body. You are responsible for who you are and your worth. Period. No, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, but he, he's not alone. He's just uh he's just becoming well known because of the rhetoric. Um, because you know, we we could easily look at him suit or no suit, uh, high-end glasses or no high-end glasses. And we could call him a, a number two. Um, and uh, f- for a lot of folks, he wouldn't meet uh, our criteria on a list either. Right. So um, now do people have a right to have an opinion about whatever? Absolutely. But um, should anyone take his review of them seriously? Yeah, absolutely not. It, it's just, it's, it's ignorant. It's, it's stupid. And it's just, it's just the same stuff. If, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age. Um, when I see stuff like that, to me, it falls in line with the, the housewives stuff and all the other ratchet, chaotic, ghetto stuff that, that we tune into to be entertained. Um, that man is making the rounds and we're even talking about him because he said something that's ludicrous. It's, it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. But But the sad part, like you say, is that that woman, if she was a genuine person and not a paid actor, um, she legitimately took his advice and his in his words, and she 
she internalized them and she reduced her value based on his perception of what he said. And that's hurtful to see, but there are women broken enough all over the country um, who would do that. And, and who will take some guy's random opinion where you're too fat or you, you've got too much weight on you or you're too this or you're too that. So therefore you're not worthy. And it's just not true. So uh, have you ever dated a man in your 40s or in your 50s that made over six figures or in um, six figures? I have. And, and by the way, I have four children. Mm. And um, a couple of people come to mind. I, I dated a doctor. He's an emergency room doctor. Um, he had children. I had children. Handsome guy. Made up well over well over a hundred thousand. You can believe that he's been a doctor about 15 years. Um, and then I dated a guy who's a, who was a executive at a bank and he made a close to a million dollars a year. So he did not at what, at no point did he say, Oh my God, are you 48 or 52 and you have children? Um, I can't date you. In fact, we went to some of the most amazing places and he really did some pretty incredible things for me. So um, I don't know that that's true. So if he was, if he's just talking about you, you can't date somebody because of these criteria, that's a blatant lie because we've both had experiences different than that. And what about your weight? Cause I'm a little bit smaller than you, but you know, you're, you're, you're a regular average American woman size that hasn't ever been a factor. Did somebody say, Oh my God, your breasts are too big or you're too thick or whatever to be, date me. And I'm a high weight wage earner. Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> no, in fact, one of the high wage earners that I just mentioned, he thought my body was perfect, just like it was my breast size and every other part of me. Um, so that never came out of his mouth. Um, and yeah, it is true. I'm a true size 12. I've had a struggle with weight most of my life. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm like the girl in, who was on the call, um, working my way to getting healthy and, and being fit. But in the interim, I'm still lovable and people still want to date me. I, I mean, even to this day, there's no shortage of people wanting to be in my life. And I've had a couple of proposals along the way, too. So that's with my children, with my age and with my weight. So I think the the uh, the, the research is flawed on his end. That's what I'm saying. So who is he asking? But again, it goes back to, I think what I wanted to do with this, the reason I wanted to step away from our normal interview and have this conversation is because I need women to understand your worth. No one can determine your worth. So the thing is, when you get up and you look at yourself in the mirror and you see whatever these flaws that may be, and we all have them. I got my little stretch marks I'm self-conscious of, you know, Getting older, you'd be like, oh, my hair is not as thick as it used to be. Whatever. I got fine lines. You know, all the little things that people have yeah. as you age. And I'm telling you, that is a man-created piece of bullshit that they infested in our mind. Because in real life, when you step out and you, you're, you're together, I've never had nobody mention a stretch mark. I've never had nobody mention a fine line as I'm moisturizing and creaming myself up every night. I've never had nobody say, oh, you're unworthy because you have three kids. I've never had nobody ask me my credit score. I never had nobody ask me how much money I make. Because let me tell you something about a man with money or, or a provider. They don't ask. They don't care. At all. 
We have these conversations all the time. The men that we know, the wealthy ones and the ones climbing towards wealth, don't give a damn about your your financial resources. They don't care what you have. They care how your how your energy projects. They care how you make them feel. They care, you know, how how well you're both entertained and and uh, are you having a good time? They care how you speak and and what you say and what you're about. Um, so again, it's it's flawed information. Um, at no point did anyone say, "Hey, I'm not going to date you, and I really can't sleep with you because um, you're a size 12." And I don't, I just don't get down like that. And I I'm mean, a high wage earner. huh? And I'm a high wage earner. Don't forget that part. Yeah, like that's the, the right, exactly. Never, not one time, not one time. So, ladies, if you're out there and you're not sure, these are just two examples of regular women that. You know, I'm smiling on the inside because I'm like, ain't shit regular about me. But anyways, <laughs> or my mom, but that's not the point. <laughs> you got two women that fall into the categories of everything that he says will not make you whatever. The guy I'm dating right now is a millionaire in real life, not in Kevin Samuel's small little minuscule world, but in real life, this big planet that we live in, there are a lot of men that make a lot of money. And beauty is only a small little piece. That'll get the, who's that? When you come around the corner, after the initial, who's that? And then your conversation is on point. Oh, okay, I wanna get her number. And then she's funny. Oh, I wanna take her out. And then she has, and she has her own, whatever that may be. Oh, I wanna help her upgrade her. Those are the things that men look for and that will keep you. Trust me, I have enough friends from Hall of Famers to Oscar winners in my phone that I can call right now that I have relationships with and they will tell you, you see, they see the most beautiful woman on the planet. And at the end of the day, if you don't have more to offer than some pussy, you ain't gonna be there that long anyways. If you don't have more to offer than, than, your, than your lashes and your nails and your hair, you ain't gonna be there that long anyways. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if you don't know that yet, then shame on you and you need to really do some soul searching because nobody can tell you that you're beautiful. You have to tell you that you're beautiful. And then you let the world see your beauty by the way you carry yourself. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. And again, this, this guy, uh, he, he'll be a blip, a blip on the radar in no time because it's 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 silliness. And uh, I just wish we would get to the point where we tune that stuff out and that we don't give those kind of people any uh, credibility and that we don't share them all over the internet. Again, the reason why, you know, I had never even heard his name until that, that little video clip went viral. Um, and he, you know, in, in many ways he's catching hell and in other ways people are saying, oh, well, you can appreciate his honesty. Um, sure. It's good to be honest about things, but to be honest, um, to tear somebody down, to get you some some extra likes, uh, there's a problem with that. But again, we don't even know if those people calling in are real people. We can all they're hire real people. I think they're real people because he has 6,000 people on his live. Now you might know one or two, but you don't know 6,000 people to go live with you all at the same time. Those no, but I bet I bet you, even with your followers, when you have like 20,000 followers or something, I bet you if you sent out a Zoom link, 
Oh, I bet you you might. <laughs> I think you might get six thousand people to call in to talk to. I don't know. I might get seventeen. <laughs> I don't know. Your videos be getting thousands of views. So, um, I mean, any of us can send out a Zoom link and and people can call in because people, you know, it, it, for the most part, people been quarantined and locked in their houses, so they're gonna pay attention to to ratchet stuff anyway. But um, that's that shit is goofy. Yeah. <laughs> It's just goofy uh, for someone. And for the the heartbreaking part is that that young woman who reduced herself down on live, whatever that was, a podcast or video, because he said so, is the most disturbing thing I've heard in a long while. It's um, it's heartbreaking. And I hope that us as women, that we get better to to the that we get to the point where we can look at our bodies flaws and all and say, you know what, if I, if I need to improve something, then I'm going to go ahead and improve something be, because I want to feel better and I want to feel healthy, but not to take into uh, account what a man says your value is based on your size, your skin color, your shape, your whatever. Um, that That's when we're vulnerable forever. When they have all the power to dictate who we are, then they have all the power and we lose everything. I'm going to let this go. And I mean, I've seen him do it to guys too. So it's not like he just tears down women. I don't understand the concept of calling into somebody and saying, Hey, what kind of girl can I get? What can I guy can I get? So I can't really even articulate my thought with that because it doesn't make sense to me. I can't comprehend. Are you Miss Cleo? Is this a psychic soul connection? Do you got a ball you rubbing on it? What? What? Right. The, right. The way he immediately has sized them up based on uh, because I'm a size this and I weigh this amount. Um, nope, you're not worthy. You don't even know nothing else about me. You don't know what my skills are. You don't know what my my grace or my class is. You don't know how funny I you, you don't know anything else about me. But because of size and age, uh, someone is not worthy. Really? Insane. <laughs> That that's it's just sad that we give people like that uh, credibility that we put them on the map with the nonsense. Um, all of us have value. Will we all attract the same kind of person? No. Will we all attract seven, eight figure, six, seven, eight figure uh, wage earners? No, probably not. If you're in that circle, your odds go up. If you carry yourself well in that circle, your odds go up. But if that's if you live uh, in a trailer park in Iowa, I mean, you probably won't run into those kind of people. But anybody can find anybody if the timing is right, if they would have it. And if the energy and chemistry is there, the rich men marry regular women all day long, whatever that is. Tell your quick story about the girl that worked in the salon. Oh my God. So, um, I've told this story before. Um, um, some years ago, a close, a friend of mine, she worked in the salon. She was an esthetician. I think that's how you say it. Um, she was working part-time at the gym. And, um, at the time, I think she had come out, she had been out of a, a, a not healthy relationship and she was not in her best space. She was struggling financially. She was, uh, a little bit overweight. Her cell phone was getting cut off every other month. I don't even think she had a car. It might've been repossessed or something, but she was just going to work, doing her part-time job, trying to make it. And in comes this handsome brother who had been going to the gym for months and he sees her in the salon, in the spa, doing 
her job and he starts flirting with her and eventually makes, you know, asks her out on a date. And I remember her talking to me saying, Rhonda, you know, I feel so weird because it looks like he has everything and I, I don't have anything. And, um, and she's like, and she's like, but I'm gonna go out. Cause he keeps asking me out. And so they started dating before you know it. Uh, she shared with me that he had gotten her cell phone. Um, I don't know if he lent her one of his own or he bought her one, but then he let her use one of his cars until she got, until he helped her get a car. The first trip he took her on was to China on a business trip. And I remember her sharing what that was like. And it was surreal for her because she was at such a low point financially um, that she just didn't think a guy like that would want her, but they are happily married today. They live in a fabulous mansion in uh, another state. Uh, he helped her open up her own spa. When I tell you she started at the bottom, now she's here. That's her story. She, is, is, uh, is she a size six? She's no, she's probably a size 12 or 14 at any given time. Um, does she have no children? No, she has children. She has like four children, three or four children. And, um, Yeah. So so every criteria that he established that says that um, you're unworthy, somebody found her worthy, put a ring on it and changed her whole freaking life. So there's just too many stories about uh, around us that tell us differently. And um, unless you see it and and, unless you know it for sure, you, you don't believe it. And so you believe the hype that somebody tells you what you're worth and what you're not. Now, she felt unworthy because she didn't have her stuff together, but he never cared about how much money she had. In fact, he came in fixing things, you know, pulling her up, making sure she was good. And she's never looked back, never. Hmm. It's amazing. Well, we got to end on that because that's too good of a story to to, to even go saying. It is. It's profound. And I smile every time I see them with their romantic pictures out on trips, do, decorating their home and doing I mean, she's the ideal story. And I tell it over and over again because that's the story women need to know. Someone will love you right where you are. They will. Amen. Church and Tabernacle. You better say that again. Somebody going to love you right where you are. Join us next week. We have a very different kind of topic. We're talking about polygamy, polygyny, oh, all snap. kind of polys that don't require, uh, yeah, you to have a license to even do it. So this is some new stuff right here because I thought married required a license, but not, not here in the A. It gets popping a whole nother way. So you want to tune in for that. But thank you very much for joining this episode. I hope that you walk away with a little bit more confidence how you came in. Mom, yeah. thank you very much for Absolutely. joining us and being a part of my show. Always. Show. Always good to be here to bring the wisdom from the grown folks section. Ah, you that's, that's, there you go. That's your next book from the grown folks section. Ah, oh, y'all seen to you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Hey, I saw Dad had that hat too. Both of you, why? Where my BMW hat at? Where y'all get that from? You do drive a BMW like us, but um, I bought that for him for Chris. That was one of his little Christmas gifts in the bag. Oh, because so my- one because one day I had this on, and he was like, "Hey, let me get that hat." So I, I remember that and for Christmas. I put together a little gift bag and bought it for him. Wow. You know, us BMW drivers got to have our hats, let especially when you drive with the top down. Oh well, yeah. yeah. 
my, my, tap, my tap don't come down, but I got a moon roof. Let me go and get one of those. You know, you know, me and you, we wear us some baseball caps like all the time. All day. We're trying to work out and our hair be looking a mess, but we're trying to, trying to keep it together. Hey, so we, man, you got to say, you got to stay sexy in the world. That's what I heard. That's the way we get a six figure nigga if you sexy. <laughs> the good thing for me is, um, I, I, I make six figures, so so that it's it's all good. Um, I'm, I'm going to stay in shape though for myself. I'm going to fight for me and my health for me, not not so I hope to to meet the rich guy. As you should. All right, Mama, love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.